are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On Rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Hey, welcome back to Locked On Spurs and the Locked On NBA Network. As usual, I am your host, Jeff Garcia, San Antonio Spurs writer, and I'm glad to have you back. Hey, full disclosure, this episode of Locked On Spurs is recorded before the Bucks game. Now, why do I bring this up? Well, because there's some moving going around right now, movement. You know, the Spurs win this, and the Pelicans do this, and the Kings do this, da 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 What am I alluding to? The playing tournament. Uh, there's so many moving parts, so many moving pieces, games lost, games won, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to try to give you the best case scenario, pretty much all the scenarios, what the Spurs need to do in order to get into the playing tournament or what could happen if a disaster happens and they don't make it. Also, we're going to play in a game of what if. What if the Spurs should have tanked? Would that have been the best course for this team this year as the season winds down? To help me break it all down, I am joined by Joe Garcia. He is with Two Shots Podcast, and um, I, I heard from the Grapevine Joe that you turned down the role of Carnage. Is that is that true? <laughs> oh, if only I wish, Jeff. I'm not a <laughs> a big fan of this uh, new Venom series uh, that's come out from Sony. So first film d- disappointed me. I saw the trailer, and I gotta say it was a disappointment as well. All right. Well, that that'll be for your other uh, thing you do, right? With the uh, City Geek Cast. Is that what you yeah, do? Yeah, the Countdown outside? City Geek Cast. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right, yeah, definitely uh, check out that. Google it, Countdown City Cast. Uh, well, City, I'm sorry, one more time, Joe. What was it again? Countdown it City Countdown Geekcast. City Geekcast. Yeah, Google that and yeah. subscribe to it. There, you'll have all your nerd talk regarding the new Venom trailer that dropped yesterday. But Joe, let's talk about the silver and black. And you've been really on this of late, letting the fans know what's going on with the Spurs in the play-in tournament. Now, just it bears repeating, Joe, that this show is recorded before the Bucks game last night. So. What are the scenarios if the Spurs won last night versus Milwaukee or they lost? What is going on with the Spurs in that 10th seed? Well, there's a lot going on with the Spurs in that 10th seed. The scenarios are the Spurs are just either three wins away from clinching that 10th spot or well, three losses number, away. Right? Three, three is, is the, the magic number because it works okay. either way. Three wins, the Spurs are in. Three losses, and they're going to miss the play-in tourney. But on the flip side of that, you also have the Pelicans. They got four games left on their schedule. Pelicans would actually have to win out in order to reclaim that 10th spot from the San Antonio Spurs. Right now, currently, the Pelicans are a game and a half away uh, from claiming that 10th spot from the Spurs. They have four games left on the season. Spurs have five games left on the season. With the matchup coming up tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks, really the Spurs would have to go three and two in order to clinch the, that that 10th seed. Um, but, I mean, with the gamut of games that they have left, it, it could be a daunting task. Maybe we get some help from some of the better teams in front of us, like the Bucks, you know, the Nets, the Suns. Maybe they decide to rest some players uh, and give the Spurs a break. <laughs> and maybe they could get a win or two here or there. But, I mean, however they got to do it, the, the Spurs are controlling their own fate right now. And I got to say, Jeff, honestly, it gives you the the feeling of the same scenario playing. Now, remember back in the, the late 80s, early 90s, uh, when the Spurs kind of controlled their own fate and we had to mm-hmm. rely on other teams to lose a couple of games yep. and we had to win some key games. And that just never seemed to end well for us. 
I kind of got that sinking feeling. I'm hope I'm wrong, Jeff. Well, let's take a look at uh, what these Spurs got. Again, they got the Bucks tonight or yesterday, depending on when you, <laughs> you obviously listen to the show. <laughs> but we'll say yesterday they played the Bucks, so that could be a possible loss. Uh, you have uh, games against the Knicks, the Nets, and then two games against the uh, the Suns. Theoretically, Joe, this team could drop all these games uh, starting last night versus Milwaukee. But then again, you the rest thing. You look at that Phoenix uh, series, well, that two-game series to close out the season, and you may think like, yeah, you know, they, they'll, the Suns will rest some guys, but not really because they're in a fight with Utah for that top seed in the West. Joe, in these last games, well, we'll take out the Milwaukee game since this is recorded before it, but when you see Knicks, Nets, Suns, Suns, how do you see those games going down? Can you see a, an 0-4 to end the season or a 4-0 or some sort of mix? I kind of, it just depends, you know, my gut kind of tells me that some of these teams will start resting some of their key players in preparation for the playoffs. Uh, for example, I think some some games that the Spurs could actually get a break would be one of the games against the Suns. I kind of feel like on that second game, on that back-to-back, uh, they're probably going to rest some other players, the Suns are. Uh, then you're looking at, you know, both the the Nets and the Knicks. If I have to assume anything i would i would assume that they would give some of their players rest right now the nets would um so you have two games possibly out of these next let's say five games here starting with the bucks that the spurs could actually win two possibly if teams decide to rest some of their key players in preparation for the playoffs but it's looking like a daunting task i mean the spurs notoriously they they hang in there with the Bucks for a couple of quarters, Jeff, and then the wheels fall mm-hmm. off, you know, and I'm hoping that that's yeah. not going to happen. But we're playing at at home, uh, so you know how that uh, kind of fares for us. Does not bode well here at home, so we hope things can, can line up for us. But I don't know, Jeff. My gut is telling me at this juncture you're going to get what you're going to get out of this team. If you all have your prayer candles or whatever you got, you might want to light those up. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. go and uh, say a little prayer for the Spurs because they, they're going to need some help. Yeah, they definitely do. Well, the first thing they do is just help themselves. As you mentioned, their magic number yeah. is three. They just got to go out and win three of the next uh, remaining games they have, whether it be uh, last night versus Milwaukee or later on this week versus the Suns or Knicks or Nets. But, Joe, you know, you look at the Knicks game, you can't discount new york because they're playing pretty good this year you know they're in the thick of things in the playoffs in the eastern conference so that's not a gimme anymore the nets well we know they're loaded with firepower you know harden to you know to Kyrie, etc etc but i think of all those games left you know i could see the spurs going into into brooklyn and maybe getting that win because the nets have been really erratic but even then joe I think as much as we look at these other teams, like, okay, who are they playing? The Knicks. Well, you know, that that could be a win right there. Or the Suns. No, they're going to get stopped. It just comes back to San Antonio because what we've seen throughout the entire year is that they're inconsistent. And look at that that first Bucks game, since we're talking about the Bucks last night. You know, in game one this season of the regular season, uh, the Spurs were leading by 14 points over Milwaukee. And then the wheels came off in the second quarter. And everything just went to, you know what, now though it was a competitive game, I think the Spurs only lost by six or seven points, but you still see a, an inconsistent team even till today, Joe. Joe, 
Should Spurs fans be surprised if they do not make the play-in tournament? I think at this juncture, uh, I think Spurs fans are expecting them not to make the play-in tourney. And if they do make the play-in tourney, I think at this point as well, Spurs fans have been left so jaded by <laughs> the inconsistency of the team. It's a mixed bag. You have the the fan who's really just wanting them to make that t- the the 10th spot so they can go to the play-in tourney. And the uh, you have the other fan who's just like, I don't care. Let's just go and see what we can get in the in the NBA draft. I mean, at, at this point, I'm I'm looking more like I want the team to make the play in tourney, you know, leave it into their own, leave their fate in their own hands at this point. You know, at least they could end the season on a, on a high note saying that, hey, things were rough, but we made the play in tourney. They can build upon that momentum, maybe going into to next season. If they fail to make it, it's just going to be one of those seasons that it's just going to leave a sour taste in the player's mouth. Maybe it gives them some mo- some motivation to come out and play better next season. Who knows? But at, at this point, I'm I'm all for them trying to make the at least a play in tourney. I mean, we have that at least to look forward to. Even though a lot of Spurs fans got mad because they're like, I can't believe we're talking about the tenth seed. We should be talking about them making the eighth and going into the playoffs. And it is what it is, man. That's all I can say. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite sport. Locker Room is a perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room, and you get to have uh, watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. Hey, you can even find Lockdown hosts across the NBA, MLB, and NHL platforms. Hey, look, Lockdown Spurs will soon be on the app, so get started, and I'll meet you there. Go ahead and download the free, free Locker Room app, now currently available on all iOS devices. Create a profile, link your Twitter, join the NFL, MLB, NHL group for all the latest updates. You'll find tons of incredible rooms around your favorite team and leagues. I can't wait to join you all on the app, and I'll sure to let you know once Locked On Spurs room is live. Download the app right now. That's the Locker Room app today. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. It, it pretty much is. It is what it is. And that's what uh, the Spurs have been this year. I, I think that first half of the season really pumped up hopes. I mean, they were playing really above expectations in the first half. And then they came back down to earth in the second half. Now, say what you will about that week where they were out uh, with with the pandemic and the virus hitting them. And then, of course, the injuries, you know, Derek White, I and mean, he just could not get on the court. Joe, when you look at their chances of making the play-in tournament, you have to factor in everything that went against them this season. You mentioned the, the the virus, the injuries. Joe, should Spurs fans be a little more patient with this team, knowing that, hey, if they make the 10th seed, great, considering all things that have happened to them. You have the fans that are like this, Jeff. Basically, they kind of we've we've all been spoiled. I'm gonna be honest, you know, including myself and you as well. We've had 20 plus years of excellence, you know, and the Spurs going into the playoffs. And that wasn't even something we thought about that much. It wasn't even a second thought. How far are we going to go in the playoffs? That's what we were thinking. Now that things have changed and the Spurs are kind of in this rebuilding kind of phase, you know, a reloading uh, kind of phase. 
this is what we've been reduced to, <laughs> you know? So yeah, it, it's just showing you the, the two sides of the coin now. Before, you know, Spurs fans were, you know, all in for the playoffs and already, you know, hey, what are you going to wear for your playoff game? And where who are we going to take? You know, you hang out with your buddies, your family, what have you. Not so much now. You know, mm. it's it's just the changing of the guard. That's the way things happen. They happen in phases. Unfortunately for us Spurs fans, once the fake number two left, kind of threw a chink and everything, and this is where we're at right now. I mean, this happens when one of the better players that you had on your team decides he wants to leave, you know, and we didn't mm -hmm. really have, uh, let's say, another plan in place. We were all in for Kawhi. He decided to leave. This is what we have to kind of work with now, you know, so mm -hmm. it, it's kind of a, a hard pill to swallow for the, the the Spurs fan that's just coming in near the end of the big three era, expecting the Spurs to kind of continue that, you know, excellence uh, and to kind of see that kind of fizzle out the way things have been the last, you know, season. And then this season as well, it's rough, man. I'm going to be honest. I mean, yeah. I know that it's, it, it, it's kind of uh, rough for you as well, Jeff, because you're so used to being able to cover the team deeper into the playoffs. And now, yeah, not so much. <laughs> well, it's, it's now it's like pretty much one. Well, we don't know about this season, but in prior seasons, it's been once one round and out. I mean, that's what the Spurs have yeah. been when they make the playoffs. It's just first round and they're done those deep playoff rounds are no, no longer. And for the first time in a long time last year, they didn't make the playoffs at all. And there's a chance that this could happen again. Joe, we got to be very clear. Just because they make the play in tournament does not mean they make the playoffs. Is that correct? No, that's, yeah, they still, you have seven through 10. So basically if you're nine and 10, you have to play each other. The winner of that ninth seed and the 10th seed play in game, will actually have to play the loser of the, the seventh and eighth mm -hmm. seed to determine who's going to go ahead and get that coveted eighth seed and also to go ahead and play yeah. in the playoffs period, you know? So you still have to do some work before you even play one single playoff game. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, it, it's the way that the, the NBA has changed things a little bit. I know you have players like LeBron James who are kind of disgruntled about that. And that might be because the Lakers fell so low in the standings already. So I think he's just a little upset of, at the Lakers, the net, you know, having to play to to win to get into the, the tourney as right. the defending NBA champion. So it just shows you the dynamic of anything that can change from one season to the next. And injuries have a lot to do with that. And I think that's one of the things that's really um, kind of hurt the team this year, too, is has been injuries, mainly the injury to one Derek White. You know, he's had to deal with a lot of injuries, uh, especially with, you know, the toe and you know, now with his latest right. injury and him missing uh, the rest of the season. So, I mean, it, it's it's hard to be <laughs> without one of your better players out there. And he was kind of an instrumental part of what the Spurs were doing out there on the court. So, yeah, you, it is you what know, it is. Joe, you know, Joe, the, you know, you can't discount completely Derek White coming back for a play-in game. I, Maybe. I mean, you never know. Uh, that that could definitely boost spirits among the Spurs uh, team and uh, maybe get them that extra push they need to go beyond that first opening uh, round game in the play-in tournament. They're going to rub yeah, some Vicks on him? They're going to rub some Vicks on him? They need to do something <laughs> on him yeah, to get him going. But knowing the Spurs, you know, they'll probably set him out you know, until next season. Uh, Joe, yeah. before we wrap up this segment here, um, before we transition to the, uh, the what-if game we're going to play right now, uh, what about you? Are you... You, you, are you 
you do you think it's beneficial for this team to make the play in tournament? It could be one extra game at minimum, or maybe two or more. But Joe, there's some people that say, yeah, you know, you know, just call it the season. It, it, it is what it is, you know, and the season's done. Why even bother with an extra game or two? I think it has a lot to do with morale. You know, as far as the team, they're really young right now. They need it. They need that experience. You know, any any game that they can they can play in that's going to be a, a crucial game. It's a learning experience. And for me, whether they win or they lose and, you know, if they can even find a way to make that that 10th spot and, and get into the play in tourney, I think that would help morale overall. And it it's something for them to build on. You're looking for any little edge that you can get from a mental aspect of things. And I think this would say a lot for the team coming together, at least getting into that play in tourney. If they make it, they do, you know, great for them. If not, that's fine, too. Um, but it, it's great experience for the younger players. I know Spurs fans are like, at this point, let's just call it a season and lose every game. And, and that's just them being angry. At the end of the day, you you want your team to do a little bit better and, and end the, the season on a high note. And uh, to me, I'm all for them trying to to make that play in tourney. I, I just think it's good for team morale, just something for these younger players to build upon, you know, and say, you know what? We gave it our best. We were able to do this as a team. Now they can go into the offseason and, and try to improve and get better. The last thing you want to do is just lose every single game. I mean, that's that's tough. You know, that that sits mm-hmm. with you a lot more in the offseason. Yeah, but it just it's, it's still a specter that that cloud hanging over this team that they could lose out the rest of the games this season. So uh, that would be very dejecting uh, heading, heading into the offseason. But nevertheless, it is what it is, like you said, Joe, and uh, we'll see how the Spurs wrap up the regular season and if that playing tournament will become a reality. Joe, you know Marvel. They have that what-if series. You know, what if um, Captain America was really uh, a woman and it was uh, Agent Carter and she got the serum? What if uh, there was a zombie Captain America? (laughs) What if the Winter Soldier was really the Black Panther? We're going to do something like that here. We're going to do what if. What if the Spurs decided to tank this season. What if there was a moment in this season where they're saying, you know what, we're just not good enough to get that title. We know that. Or even go beyond the first round playing tournament and beyond. Joe, looking back at the season now that it's winding down, do you think it would have been better for this team to tank, knowing that this draft is going to be crazy, insanely good? Or do you still think they should have stayed the course and do what they're doing right now and trying to make that play in tournament? RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for all auto and body parts available from hundreds of manufacturers. You need brake parts, you need tail lamps, you need new carpet, you name it. RockAuto.com has it for your classic or daily driver. Everything you need in a few easy clicks and delivered directly to your door. RockAuto.com catalog is unique, easy to navigate. You can see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, prices, specifications, and those prices. Yeah, they're always going to be reliably low. The same for you and professionals. Don't go spending up to twice as much. You can simply go to RockAuto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck. And when you do that, go to uh, that little box that says, how'd you hear about us? Type in locked on uh, so they know that we sent you. An amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The baseball season is in full swing. Track all the action over at BetOnline. This week has tons of sports action on the go. So 
get your, you know, go to betonline.ag and get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, even UFC and MMA action. So before the next pitch, head on over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest info. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs to the playoff. Head to the website right now, BetOnline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and get yourself a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code LOCKEDON. Spurs fans are probably not going to like my answer, but I'm saying don't tank. They shouldn't have tanked. They should have just, you know, did the same thing that they were doing this season. And the reason behind that is, let's face it, do we have another Tim Duncan in this draft? Do we have another Manu Ginobili or a Tony Parker? Probably not, because these are generational type players. You're looking at the NBA draft and you're thinking, well, we have some great players there. You do. You just it's a gamble because you never know if these players are going to wind up panning out. In the, at the NBA level. So why go ahead and just outright tank for a maybe? You know, I think what the Spurs are doing is they're doing things the right way. It's just painful to watch the process, you know, and I think that's what Spurs fans are really upset about. They This generation of Spurs fan, they don't have patience, Jeff. They want instant success because they see what other teams are doing as far as just you know, selling off the whole team, going out there, just going and getting, you know, some some bona fide, you know, NBA superstars and have the win now mentality. That mentality isn't going to be conducive to you long term. It might be good for you for maybe a season or two, maybe three seasons. So you have an opportunity to see how far you can go in the playoffs. But over the long, you know, scheme of things, it's not really going to be conducive to a winning culture. This is the way that the Spurs have done things. Even though it's painful for us to watch this, things are going to change. We just have to be patient. I, I think for me, it's tough when I think about that. Should they have tanked? Uh, should they have just let some games go, you know, to boost their position in the uh, draft? And there's a part of me thinks that, yeah, maybe they should have. Because what got them to their glory days, Joe, were the draft. You mentioned the names. Manu Ginobili, finding him late in the second round. You know, Tony Parker, late in the first round. Um, Manu wasn't a household name going into the draft. He didn't go into the, you know, towards in the second round. The same thing with Parker. Now, Parker had a little bit of steam. Boston reportedly wanted him. You know, actually not reportedly did. You know, Tony Parker flat out mentioned it, that they were going to draft him. Um, so he had some interest. Of course, Tim Duncan is Tim Duncan. And then there's Dave Robinson and Dave Robinson, <laughs> but they built through the draft. They got those top picks and they got number one picks and look what it turned into. They were to turn those generational players into that. Now, do we know there's generational players in this upcoming draft? No, but there's strong signs indicating that these guys can be very special for a franchise, whether it be Kaminga um, and the list goes on and on. I, I, I think, what they're doing is good and their crop of players they have right now, Joe, are they're good players. They're good, good, but they're not all-star caliber yet. We don't know yet. They're not franchise building pieces. We don't know that yet. You know, Murray's probably the closest one to that. Like Kelvin Johnson's showing promise. Derek White, you know, he's good, but is he going to be injury prone as his career goes on? We don't know. There's no bona fide star on this team. In order to get that, it was to the draft. 
uh, or making a bold move as they did to get Kawhi Leonard from Indiana on draft day. Barring that, Joe, part of me sometimes think that, yeah, maybe they should let some games go to boost up their, their chances to at least get into the top 10, Joe. Joe, do you see the argument on that side of how they built through the draft to get the titles? I see that, you know, but at the same time, if the Spurs just continue the course that they're on right now, Jeff, who's to say that they're still not going to get a top 10 or a top, you know, 11 pick? That could very well still play out. The the the, the scenario that Spurs fans are afraid of is, what if this team makes a play in tourney and then they're going to go deep into the playoffs and that's going to hurt their chances? I mean, come on. Let's be honest. At the end of the day, we've seen what this team is capable of as currently constructed. That's not going to happen. You know, and if they do make the play in tourney, it's not going to really change the dynamic of things. I mean, if, if they just stay the course that they're on right now, at least they're going to be guaranteed somewhere in top 10, maybe top 11, 12th pick. And there's still good talent there. There's still good talent even going in the second round, maybe even in the third round of this year's NBA draft. So I think the Spurs are going to be able to get some some much needed talent. Again, we're just going to have to be patient, Jeff, because they're not going to come in. And, and if Coach Pop is still staying with the Spurs and coaching, he's not going to really play rookies all that much. He's going to stay with his vets, like you say, Jeff, until they're ready for the glue factory. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Joe, but at this, you, you, you got to get those pieces in there. You got to get those, those really good players in there. And for the San Antonio Spurs, it's been draft. It's been Duncan. And it's been Kawhi Leonard, you know, at least not, they didn't draft him, but they moved up or well, they traded to get him from Indiana. My point is, is that those type, those type of things need to happen. Either they get lucky and get that lottery ball to fall their way or they do a bold move in trading a fan favorite as they did with George Hill to Indiana to the rights of Kawhi Leonard. And then well, let me ask you a question, Jeff. Point. Now that now that you bring should that they up, do that? Yeah, yeah. Who who would you be willing to give up? Yeah, who? Which one of the, these younger the, players? <laughs> and that's a million dollar question as we go into the offseason. Are yeah. the Spurs going to be bold enough to do that to flip these guys? That look at Lonnie. He's starting to come around a little bit more this season. You know, he's less inconsistent. He's showing up on the scoreboard. He's coming off that bench or starting role. He's he's turning into the player that the Spurs thought that he would be. Maybe you flip them this year and to move up in the draft. Uh, I, I don't know. You know, I think the Spurs have a lot on their plate this offseason. As I said before in lockdown, Spurs, they're on the clock. This year they are on uh, – this offseason they are on the clock with all that money and a really good draft spot and players they could theoretically flip either for established stars or to move up in the draft. It's something they really got to consider if they want to um, really contend in the West. As of this moment, there is no bona fide star on this team. I'm talking your your Durant's, your Harden, your Kawhi's. You know, there's nothing like that on this team. They got to get one of those in order to be, hang with the big dogs in the NBA, let alone the West. So, yeah, well, are uh, we willing to give up a Dejounte type of player for for hey, somebody? You know what? You know what? If 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 that's <laughs> there's not a player on this team, I don't think they can they could. Theoretically, and look at it and say, you know, we're going to build around this guy. We're going to yeah. build around Derek White. We're going to build around Dejounte Murray. You can say that about build around Tim Duncan, Kawhi Leonard, David Robinson, but you can't say that with these guys right now. Well, at the end of the day, do I think the Spurs run it back with this core? Yeah, I do. I don't. I don't see them busting this core up after what they went through this year. 
uh, it'll take uh, like a really good offer or San Antonio or a team bites on something that San Antonio didn't think they would bite and then they flip them. But barring that, I just think that they're probably going to run it back. They're going to get a good drafts position. They won't probably won't be top 10, but they'll be around 12, 14, 12 through 14 around there, which is not bad. It's a good pick. And this draft is deep, so they'll get themselves a player. But if they want to get them the ball rolling, they're going to have to really rethink about stashing whoever the new rookie will be next this offseason in Austin for the rest of his rookie season or let him get burned because he will be a top pick. He will be a Devin Vassell just right outside that 10th slot. It'll be just like that. And look at Devin Vassell. He got the minutes and he's panning out. He's looking, he has a lot of promise. The same thing's going to have to happen for the new kid whenever he gets drafted. Now, going to Austin for a few games, a couple weeks, okay, fine. I get that. That's fine. That's part of his development. But he's going to have to start getting NBA burns sooner than later as this franchise turns a leaf, Joe. Yeah, we're going to, at the same time, we're going to have to start getting rid of some of our vets that are getting long in the tooth there. Well, I, I know we got an attachment gone, yeah. with. We got an attachment with Patty Mills. Look, man, at the end of the day, I love me some Patty Mills. I want to see him retire as a San Antonio Spur, you know, but at the same time, you got to make a decision. If he's going to want to stay, yeah, he's going to have to take a lesser role. You know, it, it, the time has come. Rudy Gay, it's time for him to go, you know, as I mean, I know a lot of Spurs fans don't like to blame the vets. And I'm not saying it's all their fault. This is, like we said, Pop is going to go with his vets until they're ready mm -hmm. for the glue factory. I think right. we're kind of seeing that that page turn right now. And I think the Spurs are at that critical juncture where they're going to they're gonna have to make the decision to let some of their vets walk and start inserting mm -hmm. some of these younger players. As Devin Vassell it has shown that he is capable of, of playing at a high level if given the opportunity. And the only way he's going to get better is he has to go and get more minutes on the court and he's going to have to go up against some of these better, you know, elite uh, players that are in the NBA. So we're, we're left at that juncture right now. So, again, what are we going to wind up doing in that offseason? Are we going to go ahead and, and keep one DeMar DeRozan? Is he going to walk? I mean, there's a there's a lot of question marks here, Jeff. And then we have the NBA draft as well. So mm -hmm. I think as as hard as this season was for Spurs fans, if the Spurs stand pat, they let their vets walk, DeRozan moves and decides he wants to go ahead and play for a chip, which I wouldn't blame the guy, you know, at all, not one bit. Um, what What is going to be the state of the team? As, as, as bad as they were this season, it could get even worse before it gets better, is what I'm kind of, kind of saying, you know? Yeah. Well, look at look what Houston's doing right now. I mean, they pretty much cashed in their chips for the season. Oh, yeah. they're, they're probably they're probably going to get themselves a great, great pick. I mean, they could possibly land the number one pick uh, in this upcoming uh, draft. And uh, you're talking about big, big, big names, you know, like um, Cade Cunningham, uh, Mobley, uh, Kaminga. We mentioned uh, those possibly could be franchise changing players. And they are the prototypical player that you need to survive in this NBA. So Houston could be back on the map sooner than later. But guess what? They're going to play those young guys. They're going to play them. Look at Oklahoma City Thunder. They, yeah, it's pretty much the OKC draft from this point moving forward with all the draft <laughs> yeah. picks they got. So they're going to be back on the rise sooner than later. But they're going to play those young guys. In order to get them there, they, they need PT. 
you know, the Spurs are going to have to give these young guys a PT. And um, I, I think it, it's, you're starting to see it this year, um, it, you know, but it, sometimes it takes a little bit of a nudge. I mean, Kelvin Johnson probably wouldn't be playing in the, uh, in, in the NBA last year if there wasn't a pandemic. Devin Vassell probably would not be playing the minutes he's getting if Derek White didn't get hurt. So that that needs to probably change next season where they play these young guys more. But as far as back to our topic about tanking, and should have they done that? I, I think they should have done it on the on lightly, like a light tank, uh, just to get into that top 10. As long as Popovich is there and those veterans are there, they want the playoffs. They're saying it over and over again. Even the other night after the Blazers game, Hey, you know, we want to get into that playing tournament for a chance to make the playoffs. Well, you know, that's good, but it's probably if they do make the playoffs, it's probably gonna be one and done. Cause what's that a date with Utah or Phoenix, Joe? Utah just Jeez. crushes San Antonio this season. And Phoenix, uh, you know, we'll see what happens in the last two games. Maybe you give Phoenix a day off because they took a day off versus San Antonio. We'll see if they come up with that razor focus. But all in all, Joe, yeah, it just um part of me thinks that the way this city can only build is this franchise, excuse me, is through the draft uh, because it's not a Los Angeles. It's not a Chicago. It's not a Miami um, free agents are not going to really be attracted to San Antonio. There's only been one. His name is LaMarcus Aldridge. And that's been it in franchise history. There's been no ever, no other, other big name free agent that comes to San Antonio other than, you LMA. know why, you know why? Cause I think they're afraid to come here because instantly, as soon as they get off the plane, they're going to gain like 10 pounds. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the tortilla and all that food that we have here, man, it, it makes you funny. fat, you know, right. but well, we, we don't have much of a night nightlife here. It's, it's kind yeah, of a, it's a, a big, town. big city, big city yeah, a with big, a small yeah. town feel. So exactly. I get it. But we know, oh, hey, you know, what? maybe things will change, you know, maybe, um, you, you know, the, whoever they get in the draft is, is they find themselves a jam and he's the big steal of the draft. We don't know yet, but there's so much up in the air. And that's why this offseason is going to be interesting. All right, we're done talking. We want to hear from you. What do you think about uh, what would Joe have to say about the playing tournament? Uh, he gave you the scenarios, what to look at. Uh, do you think the Spurs should, uh, you know, push it and get these next three? Three, that's the magic number, or maybe two by now. By you know, hopefully the Spurs beat the Bucks. I don't know about that, Joe. By the time they're listening to this show, <laughs> but uh, nevertheless, what are your thoughts on the playing tournament? And what do you think in a what if universe? Should the Spurs have tanked? in the 2020-21 season. Uh, Joe, tell everybody how they can talk with you about those topics. Well, they can get with me on Twitter at Two Shots Podcasts, all spelled out, T-W-O, Two Shots Podcast. And I'll talk with you, you know, anything from San Antonio Spurs, Cowboy football, you know, we got the NBA draft coming up in, in July, so we can discuss, you know, what type of players you think are going to be good picks for San Antonio. So anything you want. And, of course, with a Venom trailer just dropped. So if you want to comment, yep. you know, and talk about that, I'm all for it. So let's go ahead and have a discussion. Let's have some fun. Hey, you know, before I get to tell you what uh, you need to do to follow Lockdown Spurs, if you need all the sports news in under 20 minutes, go check out the Lockdown Today podcast. It gives you the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts and subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast as well. Google Play, Stitcher, the Odyssey app, uh, you know, iTunes. And I know iTunes has been kind of wonky lately, but it is going to come back online. Uh, but nevertheless, go subscribe to Locked On Spurs and follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. For Joe Garcia, a.k.a. Carnage, <laughs> I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs. Locked On Spurs.